Hey guys, I'm Steve and this is the Steve Okers Group and this is September's market data update dump. I'm gonna try to keep it at 10 minutes. We'll see, Kev, I don't know. I might be able to do it this, this month. I feel like some of it might be possible, but we're using obviously August data. Kev puts together this big book for us from our association and then he chops it all up and we get lots of great graphs. Feel free to put a comment below in the video if you want a copy of this. If you don't have a copy, we're welcome to send it to you each month. Um, but this month, I, I, um, I got this fancy new notebook, so I'm gonna use it, Kev. But the topic of this month is don't chase the market. That was what we talked about in our meeting yesterday is don't change the market, right? So when you're meeting with a financial advisor, they often will tell you, you know, the markets are gonna come up, get down and up and down, and based on when you wanna retire, we need to set X amount of money away and don't chase the market, right? Over a five year, 10 year, 20 year span, the markets are gonna come up and down. And if you pull money out when it's down and up, you're never gonna get the long-term return. So that's my thinking right now with the real estate market is don't chase the market. Make sure that you're setting pricing accordingly, your buying power is, is figured out, that we're not like trying to figure out when the bottom is, when the top is, you name it. So. The data is showing the market is obviously declining. It's been declining for five months straight. And we'll talk about some of the graphs that show that. And we've been talking a little bit about that, which really comes down to the affordability. I've been talking about affordability, I feel like, for months. But it's really trackable now, right? We've got five months of data showing that and some significant drops in that. Um, Place. So as a five month decrease has occurred, that affordability conversations there, and that's where I wanna talk about that don't chase the market. We talked about that mostly in the listing side, not as much in the buyer side. But if you're selling your home and you're pricing it, you can't chase the market down. In the crash of 2009, 2010, 2011, we would price a house at X, right? But next month the price would go down and would go down and would go down and we'd always be chasing down to which point we never knew when the bottom was gonna hit to start working our way back up. So this kind of notion came about then is careful not to chase it down don't just price it according to what the market is telling you today let's make sure maybe we're down a little bit so that we can beat the market down and i'm not saying that you should price your house too low but at some point with the data showing we have to be careful on pricing it too high and using old data that is no longer true. So I wanna talk about how we price things a little bit when we're talking about listing. And then when you're buying, it's the same way. When you're buying something, it's, is it reasonably priced? Why is it only getting four showings? Or we've, you know, wrote offers for 50 over with 20 appraisal gaps and still didn't get them this week. So it really depends on the specific house, but we're seeing some trend lines that are all over. So. I'm getting old, so I gotta take my glasses off a little bit to read here, pop them up or whatever. So residential sales are down still. We're down 6% um, so far this month. We're down 7% for the year so far in transactions. So that's not volume, that's transactions. You know, what, what they cost would be different, but in the amount of transactions, we're seven down. I thought one data point was interesting in this graph of year-to-date closed was comparing it with 2018. So a lot of people have 
um, compared to our current market with 2018, which was sort of before these 3% interest rates, before the craziness of the market run-up of 19, 20, 21, and then the beginning of 22. Um, but one big difference that you would see is we're a thousand units off in sales so far this year compared to the same time frame in 18. What would that mean? I think that that's where we're still seeing some significant price increase because it's just an inventory situation. We had more inventory in 18, so prices were still balancing a little bit. So we were having that 8% growth instead of that 15% growth that we were seeing, almost 20% growth we were seeing in 19, 20, and 21. Um, but let me get to the page that I thought was the most interesting. This is it. This is the page for me of the month. Um, and what it is, is basically median price per square foot. And what it shows me is this downward graph for five months. So that means that you own a home and basically March of 22 was the peak value price per square foot of that house. So whatever that house is, a Little Elder Heights house, a Forest Hills house, you, you name it. This is all the data together in, in uh, basically Swimrick. And it's basically saying that March of this year was the top end of price per square foot for any house. And that's often one of the, the main drivers of pricing. When we price a house, we use price per square foot as one of the bigger components of um, what is a home selling for. So we've had five months of decline. Why have we had five months of decline? If I scoot a couple more pages down, Kevin's got the other graph, which is average interest rate per month. So the interest rate per month. So March of 22, the interest rate at that point was 4%, but the interest rate in February was 3.5%. So anybody that would have put a deal together in March wouldn't have closed it till April, and they would have had that 3.5% interest rate. Then that's when we started this big jump to above 5%, almost to 6% at times interest, which is where that affordability conversation that we've been talking about happens. So prime example, $300,000 house at 3% interest rate um, back in March would have cost you just principal and interest $1,000 a month. 1,500 total if I add taxes and insurance in that. So a $1,500 a month Payments, yeah, for first-time home buyer, if they're choosing to rent a home or buy a home, that is the same affordability. The exact same house today, though, selling at 300 at a 5.8 interest rate, which is what uh, online told me today's rate was, that's $1,415 a month just for principal and interest. In total, it's $1,900 a month. So you're talking about a, five, a 400 plus increase in monthly payment. The kicker though is the $300,000 house in March is the house that's being listed for $340 today because agents are trying to box in the increase since March for that new value. So a $340 house is no longer $18. A $340 house is going to be close to $2,100 a month. Well, that isn't necessarily affordable. $2,100 for the same house that would have been. 1500 so what is that, Kev? $700 more a month for the exact same house. At some point, 
you see a decline. It's just it's just nature that hey we can't afford that. And then you had gas prices. You name the other things that make uh, inflationary was down. They said this month. Well, great, it's down to 4.8, what 4.3 or 4.4 yesterday. That's not really that great for most people to have an increase in pricing of of 8% this month compared to last month's pricing. It still isn't up. So you got 8% of all the durable goods that we use, plus you've got um, this this amount. So this is where your affordability is really playing out. So um, how do you take that data and use it? I think that that sometimes we, we just talk about data and agents just talk about like, okay, market's up or market's down or whatever. Um, so don't chase the market. One thing I'm talking to my customers about is really making sure that we're pricing according to the current market status, not the market six months ago. So we just talked about that in depth. What March's data proves is that that was the highest point and we've been sliding steady off. Uh, Kevin's favorite, I'm sorry Kev, I jumped over. Your favorite graph is average price over list price. And we talked about this last month that we wondered if it'd get close to the 100%. Well, we basically are there. We're at 101, right? Last month was 103, 106, 106, 107, 105, right? We haven't hit this 101 since February of 21 and basically almost all of 2020. Right, so it's been almost a year and a half where we have been at 105 or better. Right now, 101 is the number at the time it's current price to what it got. That doesn't mean all the price drops. Right, so we have price drops plus it's only getting one percent above list price. So just be careful. So, what are we doing? Um, we're using a shorter amount of data right and we did this in the crash too i don't think we're having a market crash we're having a market study we're, we're starting to float to where we're going to calm down right so we only we would only want to use 90 days of data not use six months an appraiser uses six months so if they are appraising your house based on six months ago well yeah it was price per square foot it was the highest it's ever going to be but if they're starting to use appraisals that are only 90 days or shorter windows, which they don't have to right now, they can use six months of data, but we have to be careful because the buyer's mindset is the 90 days, not the six months, right? And so if you're pricing the house um, based on this March's sales, which is very normal for an agent to use, right? I just come up with, oh, okay, well, here's the last six houses within a mile radius or with a half a mile radius, and this one sold in March, and this one sold in April, and this one sold in June. Well, that data is almost too old right now, or we have to just determine what is the percentage off. Maybe we're using this average list price to sale price and saying, okay, well, in March, we were at the highest, which was 107% above list price. So what was their original list price? And then we only want to add 1% to that list price. We don't want to add the 7% or we need to take the 7% off, right? So using that same mindset, just for fun, uh, what was that? So if we did the 340 house that people are sort of saying, okay, well now it's worth 340, but 340 times 0.07 equals 23,000, right? So 23,000, so 340, minus 23,000 is going to be, what is that, 317, right? 
So it really should be priced at 315, not at 340, right? Because you've already that that 7%'s been sort of annihilated over the last five months. So you're not trying to capture that. You're trying to capture the early market data. So don't chase the market when you're selling. Make sure that you're pricing it right to get the most activity to sell it in that first weekend like you want to. Maybe you get multiple offers, maybe you don't, but you want to try to get your list price at least, right? You don't want to have it sitting out there a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then have to drop and then drop again or get a price off of that drop. Don't chase the price drops, just price it right. Um, buyers, they're getting more picky. Inventory is over a month. It hasn't been over a month in probably a year and a half. So the buyers are starting to say, no, I'm gonna keep my eye out. I like that house. I'd like to buy said house, but I think I could wait it out for a week to see if there's a price drop or wait it out for the other house on the market that comes this week that might be actually pricing, not chasing the market and they're beating that other house that just listed. So if you're that 340 house and your neighbor lists at 310 and you think they're undercutting the market, they're actually being smart and they're actually gonna sell their house at 310 and guess what your value just became? 310, yep. So don't chase the market. I hope that this brings you value. I enjoy it every month and I hope that you are able to stick it out with me figure out this data, but I'd love to hear your opinion of this data or other data that you're seeing. I've had some lenders sending me their data. Um, it's always fun to compare different industries that are looking at their financial settings and then how do they incorporate with ours. So this is the real estate update for September using August data. I'm Steve, Kev's behind the camera, and thanks for hanging out with us.